welcome to The Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome to The Feathered Desert. This is Cheryl and Kirsten and I are going to be talking today about bird memory. When I decided to do this subject, bird memory, um, for this podcast, I really wanted it to be about a bird's memory. Sometimes when we are observing a bird's behavior, we think, oh, that is so smart, or how did it know to do that? Well, our thought process leans towards intelligence of the bird, but sometimes it's the bird's ability to remember things and not its smarts that we should be impressed with. Birds and mammals, yes, that includes humans, have what is called a hippocampus. Yes, exactly. Did I say that right, Kirsten? <laughs> Just perfect. All right. And Kirsten's going to tell us what that is. <laughs> yes. So for those of you who don't know what a hippocampus is, it is a neural structure located in the medial temporal lobe of the brain. It is responsible for the formation and retrieval of memories. You can see why we're talking about it in this podcast. Yes. Birds possess a hippocampus that senses many of the same spatial and mnemonic functions as the mammalian hippocampus, but achieves these outcomes with a dramatically different neuroanatomical organization. So it's not exactly like ours, but it functions the same way. Yes. They just put it in a different order, I guess, or use it differently. Yes. Yeah. So um, studies have found that some types of birds can remember details about their environment for up to two years. Birds have been observed, observed exhibiting signs of recall-related behaviors, such as reorgan, re, such, ugh, excuse me, recognizing people or objects from previous encounters. And songbirds can remember the melodies they've heard earlier in life. And recent studies suggest that birds are capable of long-term memory, meaning they can store and recall specific memories over an extended period of time. This is largely due to the fact that their brains contain a region called a song nuclei that helps them to store information related to songs and other vocalizations. Yes. Harkening back to the recognizing people for a moment, there was um, stuff done by John Marsloff, and he studied ravens and crows in a college campus, and they remembered someone's face for up to 10 years. Yes. Yes. So they really do have good, excellent, excellent memories. Yes. Okay. So it is clear that birds possess an impressive ability to remember details about their environment over extended periods of time, which makes them adept problem solvers. And who knows? Maybe it's the fact that they need to be adept problem solvers that they have such great memory. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, some birds participate in a behavior known as caching, and it allows birds to store food for later. That's probably some of the things you see at your bird feeder sometimes, too. If they take that food, that nut, and fly away, they might be caching it. The birds that cache food need to remember where they have stored their food, 
Birds that cache have well-developed hippocampus. Of course, once again, that is responsible for your spatial memory. So birds that do not need to remember the location of stored food won't have the same memory power as a bird that does. Yeah, there's no point wasting space in your brain if you don't need to remember where you put something. Yes, but that doesn't mean that birds that uh, don't cache aren't smart. It just means that they don't need the memory space to do right. Right. They may be using their memory for something else. Right. Yes. So the question was asked by researchers, are black-capped chickadees smarter in Alaska than their relatives in the lower 48? And by smarter, they probably mean by different memory behavior. And what they did was they compared them to chickadees in Colorado. So in 2016, a study was done comparing the caching behavior and memory of black-capped chickadees from Alaska and then from Colorado, as well as the size of their hippocampi, which is just plural for hippocampus, (laughs) and how many neurons they contained. So they're comparing their behaviors and the size of their hippocampi. Thought behind the study was that because Alaska birds experience harsher winters, they would need to be better at caching and recovering food. When the study was over, it was clear that the higher the elevation slash harsher the winter, the more neurons uh, or the more neuron dense the bird's hippocampus was. So the birds in Alaska had slightly more dense hippocampus because... If they didn't remember where their food was, they were not making it through the winter as well as the birds in Colorado. That's true. And the the, uh, study did conclude that, that black-capped chickadees in Alaska did have better memories than those in Colorado. Yeah, I think that's just crazy. I think that's really, really interesting. I think I want to meet the researcher who asked the question because that would be a question that I would ask. So I'm yeah. so glad that, you know, I actually found this information. Oh, and they asked the same questions. You need to be a researcher, and then you can answer all your questions. <laughs> I, know. I know. You've said that to me before. <laughs> In 2014, the Nobel, the Nobel Prize, I think it's Nobel Peace Prize, for physiology. No, no, no. It's Nobel Prize. There are two Nobel different, Prize. Nobel Peace Prize and Nobel Prize. So. Okay, Nobel Prize. I thought I missed a word. For physiology and medicine was awarded to three neuroscientists for their pioneering work on the brain's inner GPS system. And over the course of four decades, they revealed that a small part in the brain called the hippocampus stores a map of animals, uh, the animal's surroundings and helps them navigate. So this award-winning work was done in mice but it was shown to be true in seed caching birds. So this again is going to what Kirsten was talking about just a few minutes ago. Seed caching birds store food in hundreds or even thousands of sites like the aforementioned chickadees. And the Clark Nutcracker is the most remarkable example of this because it displays a striking caching behavior making more than 5,000 caches of seeds in the autumn and recovering them seven to nine months later in the spring. These birds remember 95 to 97% of where they put their food. That's a lot. I, I know. I'm just amazed. 
um, they're supposed to have the best memories out there um, outside of possibly a crow. This surpasses our own capacity for long-term memory. Other birds may possess longer-term memory as well, but none are known to store and retrieve such large amounts of information so accurately. That's where they get the edge on the crow. The, the Clark's nutcracker has a much larger hippocampus size than most other species in its genus, which it's a corvid. Yeah. Um, which may be partially responsible for their superior long-term memory. Another bird to have found an to have found to have extra spacious hippocampus is the brown-headed cowbird. Now, see, I found this interesting because it's not a yeah. bird that I like. The female has a larger hippocampus than the male brown-headed cowbird. Brown-headed cowbirds do not raise their own young. These birds trick other birds into raising their young for them. So the female will perform a meticulous daily examination of various nests before making a decision and returning to the selected uh, one a few days later. The reason for this is in order for her to root her ruse to work, the timing of her egg hatching and of the host's egg hatching have to be in tune. And it never occurred to me that she had to lay her egg in um, the same amount of, you know, in the same time space as the host because they have to right. hatch about the same time. Just yeah. To, I didn't think about it. The female cowbird can only lay her eggs in the host's nest when the host is also laying her own eggs, making the nest briefly available to the cowbird. Nests must therefore be erased from the cowbird's memory as potential targets once, once they are no longer available. Just as seed caching birds have to discard the sites um, once they have recovered the bird, the food stored in it. That never occurred to me either. That yeah. they that they just, you know, discard that information. Yeah, we just don't think about it. We just, you know, if we remember to do something, we don't think um we don't think I need to forget this. Yeah. Yeah, that our right. brain just, you know, puts that aside. But Yeah, it just says, oh, we're done with that, and then it just kind of fades away. So we, I don't know, as, as a human, I wouldn't think that my brain would just make more space automatically. Yeah, but it's just fascinating that the, how the birds organize their Yeah, their stuff. and it really does make you a little more appreciative of brown-headed cowbirds, even though they are a parasitic bird. But it really is. They're so intricate and interesting, their behaviors are. Yes, and successful. So it makes me wonder, you know, uh, how they started out that way. See, here I go yeah. with the questions. All right. <laughs> I, got, okay. I, found, I found this. The next thing that you're going to talk about, Kirsten, I did just for you. I found this. And oh. I thought it was fascinating. Well, thank you, because I, when I was reading it, I found it very, very interesting as well. So everybody loves a hummingbird. We all like talking about them, and we're not going to leave them out here. So in the case of small but mighty, brains win over brawn when hermit hummingbirds of Costa Rica compete for a female's attention. So researchers found that the dominant male long-billed hermit have better spatial memories and sing more consistent songs than less successful males. 
The benefit of a good spatial memory even outweighs the advantage of a bigger body size and extra flight power. The long-billed hermit is common in the rainforest of Costa Rica. It's about twice the size of the familiar Anna's or the ruby-throated hummingbird. They have a long curved bill, which is just right for sipping nectar from bright orange heliconia flowers. Males perch in the forest understory and sing incessantly every day during their eight-month breeding season. That's really a long breeding season. Yeah. Um, at the, yeah, it takes a long time. And they're all together at display, display sites known as LEKS, and that's L-E-K-S. The dominant males fight over coveted singing perches. While displaying males risk losing their spot each time they leave to refuel. And we know these guys have to eat like every 30 minutes. So there's a premium on getting to nectar-rich flowers quickly. But feeding trips are like giant games of concentration, with each bird often flying over a mile and having to choose among thousands of blooms to get their their fill. So males who could remember where the reliable food sources were consistently were more likely to be dominant birds with perches at the lek. So males with good spatial memories did better in the mating market. They could probably get there and back a lot faster. So they were able to get those good perches. Yes. So the spatial memory could help in two ways. One, by making the foraging trips faster. Obviously, if you know where you're going, you're going to be able to get there quicker. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of wandering around looking for something. Um, Or two. Yes. Or two, by helping the males keep track of where their rivals sat within the lek, making it easier to defend against them. So it's helping them on two, um, in, in two ways here. We'll probably have to do a little more research to see which one is, is more helpful to them. Um, but males with better spatial memory also sang more consistent songs. And it's thought that this ability is attractive to females because it means the singer sounds less like an inexperienced youngster and more like a veteran survivor. I just find that so fascinating. What the yeah, that one is really interesting. Yeah, that one that they're using all sorts of memory in their brain. There, I tell you what, that's a lot of juggling, and it's more juggling I could do with my memory. Yeah, and you know, birds don't get enough credit. They really don't. They're called we we use bird brain as a bad thing. Actually, you should say bird brain to a really smart person that you know, because birds are using their brain for so many things. Yes, and they use all of it. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we think we're so smart, but we don't even use our brains to our full potential. Yeah. Capacity. So the more I learn about birds, the more I find, there is, I find that there is to know. Crows uh, need only one experience to form a long-lasting memory of who can be trusted and who can't. Essential knowledge when you are dealing with humans who might either feed you or shoot you. So we always think we are the smarter species. We are the ones with the game-changing intelligence. But it's a matter of degree. And we are more similar to the other species, such as birds, that we share the planet with than we think. Mm 